Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't, but I'm handling it. And one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. So if you or someone you know is currently planning a wedding, then you are going to love today's episode. We're going to be joined by Grace Lee and Monica Ashour of the direct-to-consumer bridesmaid dress brand, Birdie Gray. Grace is the founder and CEO of the company, and Monica is not only Grace's best friend, but she's the co-founder and COO of Birdie Gray. Together, Grace and Monica were bridesmaids 13 times, which can certainly be fun, but also a costly process. So Grace and Monica took all of that knowledge and experience of being bridesmaids and put it into creating Birdie Gray. Every single Birdie Gray dress is $99 and comes in a variety of styles and colors to simplify the task of choosing a dress that complements everyone in the party. Founded in 2017, Birdie Gray just keeps growing and this year was named one of PitchBook's hottest LA startups. I cannot wait for you all to hear from Grace and Monica. In addition to their Birdie Gray journey, we're also going to be discussing how the COVID-19 pandemic is impacting the bridal market and their business strategies. So you know what to do, get comfortable, turn up the volume, and I hope you enjoy. Well, I love having conversations with women in business, and you're both total boss babes. Grace Lee and Monica Ashour, thank you both so much for coming on Handling It and chatting about your incredible company, Birdie Gray. Thanks for having us. Yeah, our pleasure, Catherine. (laughs) Of course. So I'm so excited to kick off this conversation. You both co-founded this company together. Grace, you're the CEO of Birdie Gray, and Monica, you co-founded this company with Grace, and you're also the COO. Um, I love the mission behind Birdie Gray. You are a bridal company that centers around making women look and feel great, but at an affordable cost. And if you wouldn't mind introducing the company for anybody who might not know of it and explain how the idea came about to form it. Yeah, so I'm Grace. Um, Birdie Gray is a direct-to-consumer bridal startup, and we are on a mission to change the way that women shop for their weddings. Um, We do bridesmaids dresses at a $99 price point. And so just for some context, the average cost of a bridesmaids dress is $140. This was in 2019. And so our price point is 30% less than um, the average. But, you know, we take a very carefully curated approach to our assortment. So we know that shopping for your weddings can often be overwhelming and stressful, and there's a lot of choice. And so, you know, we have a tightly edited assortment of 18 styles in 15 colors. And we're like, okay, we're gonna make the bridesmaids dress shopping experience really fun and easy at a totally accessible price point. I mean, I think it's great. When I was checking out your site and learning about the brand, I couldn't help but think of the movie 27 Dresses. And <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah, because I think for women, especially, you know, having with weddings as costly as they are to begin with, when you're a bridesmaid and you have so many different weddings to attend throughout your life, it can get really costly. So I love that you kept, you keep all your dresses at a $99 price range. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got the idea to start the company. I've been a bridesmaid six times myself. Mon has been a bridesmaid seven times herself. (laughs) And so we know the drill. So when we were sort of addressing some of the pain points of being a bridesmaid, we 
tried to design the company around solving a lot of those pain points. And so one definitely was price. Um, you know, the average American woman is a bridesmaid three times by the time she's 27 years old. And so costs can quickly add up. And so we were very mindful of that. Um, we also know that if you're a bridesmaid, a lot of times you're just, those dresses are going to collect in your closet and you most likely won't wear them again. <laughs> um, and so we partnered with the Princess Project and now Operation Prom to facilitate donations to help teens in need for prom after the wedding. And so, you know, we were very intentional in the way that we kind of thought about how women shop for their uh, bridesmaids dresses and their weddings um, and tried to address a lot of those pain points. Yeah, and I would also just chime in that, like, you know, being a bride and planning for your overall wedding is super stressful. And the bridesmaids dressing piece can be even more stressful because you're trying to dress like all five of your friends who have different body types and different budgets. Sometimes you're paying for the dresses, sometimes you're not. And then it's kind of like herding cats because, like, people are on their own timelines. Like, that whole process is kind of stressful for a bride. And then on the receiving end as a bridesmaid, it's like, oh, God, I have to buy another dress. I'm so honored to be chosen to be part of the bridal party. But it's <laughs> going to cost me so much between, like, the engagement gifts and the, you know, the whole thing, the bachelorette party, right? Yeah. So, like, knowing those two flip sides of this coin, like, we really tried to be thoughtful about how every aspect of our company kind of interacts with both the bride who makes a decision as well as the bridesmaid who ultimately for the most part puts the bill and actually has to buy the dress and come onto our site and be one of our customers. Mm -hmm. So every step of the way, we're trying to reduce that friction um, and actually make it fun and delightful and seamless. Well, you brought up a really good point there with bridesmaids dresses comes fitting and catering to a lot of different women. Like you brought up, there's different body types, colors look good on certain people and others do not. It's really hard to pin down a perfect dress that's going to work for everybody. Now, you guys have an interesting take. You offer a wide variety of different colors and styles. Um, what's your story behind that? Yeah, so we... Um, we have 18 styles in our collection, um, and each is designed with a, a, a girl in mind, right? And so we like to say there's something for everybody, and in our assortment, we also have a lot of convertible dresses that can be worn multiple ways so that it flatters um, a variety of body types and, and women. Um, we also have double duty maternity dresses in case, um, you know, you have a pregnant bridesmaid. And so we really think about versatility first when we design our dresses. Um, we also design our dresses alongside the customer. And what I mean by that is as we're going through the product development phase, we'll often tease things on Instagram <laughs> and get polls. And oftentimes that, feed, uh, that feedback informs a lot of our product development and design decisions, whether it's um, the design of a dress or the perfect shade of coloring, you know, customers will ask us for terracotta, for example, and there's so many different types of oranges that we can go. And so we'll test our actual lab dips along the way to get that customer feedback. And so, you know, it's really helped us develop a product very thoughtfully and strategically just to give people what they're they're asking for. <laughs> yeah, and I would also mention, Catherine, um, like I think compared to some of our competitors or the incumbents, kind of like the tra traditional way the category has been tackled, what you'll find is Birdie Gray does not have like a huge wide variety assortment wise, right? Like mm -hmm. we don't have, because because we, we hold inventory, we're, we're not like made to order like a lot of the traditional players. We don't have like the 15th level of the taffeta in 
the perfect aqua shade. Like that's not our birdie customer. Um, and, and there's definitely a place for a woman who wants something very specific, but our whole ethos is kind of like a less is more. We obviously are going to continue to expand our assortment, but we'll never be that company like a paint company that has every last shade, <laughs> every last fabric. It's like, who really, really wants to deal with that much choice? It's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. We kind of take all of the work out. We only choose the best, most flattering colors and fabrics so that you don't um, waste your time, really, right? And and again, with our price points and our styles, it's like we, we don't create styles that are redundant or kind of serve the same purpose. We're just very thoughtful about getting the job done in the best possible way in a beautiful way that's going to look good in pictures, you know? Yeah. Right. And we also, um, earlier this year, um, expanded into plus size bridesmaid dresses. So all of our dresses are inclusive. So there's truly something for everyone on our site. I love that because at least for me, I always find shopping very difficult. I'm very tall. My body type, I've always, especially with dresses, you know, you get stuff a size up thinking, oh, will it be longer? It's, let me tell you, there's a lot of issues. (laughs) So I love that you're catering to so many different and offering that versatility for so many different women. And because it is, it's, you want to find the right dress, but you also want everybody to look good in it at the end, at the end of the day. Um, That's really the goal. Definitely. I think another big piece of that puzzle is also the color. Mm -hmm. So like, less and less you're seeing brides choose just one color like everyone has to be wearing dusty blue or everyone has to be wearing the same shade of pink i think the the more modern trend is doing a mixed palette like two to three colors um and that also accommodates for skin tones that are lighter versus darker for people's preferences within your bridal party um and so in addition to sort of style um, being thoughtful about the styles the colors are all designed to kind of mix and match with at least two to three other colors Mm -hmm. within our our family um, so that also just makes the choices much easier. So if someone like hates taupe, they can just wear the pale blush instead. And those colors look perfect together on camera. For sure. For sure. Well, one of the things I want to bring up as well, um, you know, you both have this incredible company, but you also have really amazing careers that you've had before diving into this project. So Grace, you've had an extensive career in fashion and beauty. You've worked for brands and companies like Kate Spade in style, Kate Somerville, and Monica, you've worked in strategy and operations with companies like iHeartMedia and Ralph Lauren. How did both of your backgrounds come into play when creating Brittany Gray? Yeah, I mean, I always say I'm so glad I had all of those work experiences because I've channeled everything I've learned in my career into building Birdie Gray. And so for me, it was all about brand. It was learning about e-commerce. It was learning about storytelling and how to connect with your customer through digital content. I wouldn't have known how to do that for starting Birdie Gray if I hadn't had those very specific experiences. Sure. Definitely. Um, And I would say I actually started my career off at McKinsey doing consulting. Um, and I did that for seven years, and I feel like that kind of laid the groundwork for my later gigs, um, doing strategy and or operations. Um, so my my background was very corporate, very traditional in a lot of ways, but without realizing it, it's kind of like I've just been a professional problem solver in different capacities, like wearing different hats. So whether it was like a pharmaceutical company trying to figure out how to reduce costs, or whether it was a consumer goods company trying to figure out how to package cookies better, right? Like mm-hmm. all of those different um, challenges really prepare you to be uh, like in the startup business, right? Where every single day it's like, what has gone wrong today and how shall I fix it, right? So um, yeah, it's it's a lot of like pain in the trenches in lots of different capacities, lots of different functions is the perfect training for any founder or co-founder. 
Yeah, I'll say that when we <laughs> at Birdie Gray, Mon will run like strategy, strategy strategy sessions, and I'm like, we have like a free McKinsey consultant helping us like problem solve some of our different challenges, which is really cool. Um, I'll also say that Mon and I started the company in our 30s, so it's not like we were fresh out of college deciding to start a company together. We came with a lot of experience, and I think that's only helped us um, with our startup journey. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think I was so amazed when I found that out that, you know, you both had worked for so many different companies in each of your respective fields. And then coming together, though, you were able to make this one cohesive project. Uh, it, it's really great. And I love talking to co-founders and founders about their journeys starting up their companies. I find it just really inspiring myself. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I was going to say what also really helps is that Grace and I have like years of experience in very different ways, but we have almost no overlapping skill sets. Right? So, uh, you know, one of those Venn diagrams where like we overlap on certain things and at the end of the day, we're like best friends and we've been friends for many, many years. But like her turf is clearly like the front end where the magic happens. Like she sprinkles the magic dust. She's like the face <laughs> of the brand. And I do all of like the, the back of the house stuff, right? And do the numbers. So the fact that we're never stepping on each other's toes makes it a lot easier to kind of steer the ship on a day-to-day -day basis. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess we didn't mention this earlier in the recording, but Mon and I are actually best friends from awesome. way before we started on this startup journey. And so it's been really cool to to partner up for, for this sort of for our startup, but I mean, we've known each other for, for 10 years prior to that. And that's I think amazing. that's definitely a key to our success as founders and for the success that we found with Birdie, yeah. just having like that friendship and that trust. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Totally. That's the word I was going to bring up is trust and knowing your partner and just working together on something with that sort of backbone of trust is great. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So one of the things I, yeah, fun too. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I, it's great. I love seeing what you guys have done in just the short few years that you've had Birdie Gray launch. Um, I can't wait to see what else happens. But one of the things on your website, it reads, we are a female founded company. Every single one of our full-time employees are female. Our gowns are made for bridesmaids by former current and soon to be bridesmaids. I love everything about that. <laughs> I uh, will say, Catherine, that needs to be updated because we did hire a ooh. couple of guys. We have a couple of guys on the team now, but we are still majority female team. <laughs> I love that, though. And that's great to bring a guy's perspective in. But I do. I love that you're a female-founded company and that you prioritize your focus on women and including yeah. women and finding the right dresses women of different body types, different um, skin tones, and really just being a really inclusive brand. And also, at once again, an affordable cost. That's such a big one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we are in the business of celebrating friendships at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And this, you know, company was founded by two best friends. We we make product for our customers. Like, it kind of, it, it all... I think um, a part of our success maybe has been just understanding the customer inside and out and having been a bridesmaid, you know, really, really helps inform a lot of those decisions, mm -hmm. I'll say. And with that, I mean, what's the feedback from your customers? Um, what What's stuff that you hear typically from them, the responses that they have for the, the work you're putting out? 
Yeah, I mean, overall, the feedback has been very positive. And anytime we get negative feedback, which we track very closely through NPS and through user reviews, like we really, I take pride in the fact that we really listen. <laughs> so I think I mentioned this before, but the customer feedback loop is very important to us. And it has been since day one, not only from a product development standpoint, but for how we design our policies or how we ship out our product. And from A to Z, right? Um, and so I'd say our customers, what we love hearing from our customers because is that, you know, a very accessible price point, they love the product and it's just very easy to shop our site. Mm -hmm. um, and so we hear that time and time again. And when we do get ne negative feedback, we really do take it to heart and our CX team really uh, works hard to change policies within and then also serve our customers and turn them around, so. Sure. I think another thing that um, we hear positive feedback is that customers are kind of surprised and delighted at how quickly our product ships. Because I think, again, compared to a lot of traditional players, like we have inventory, so it's kind of like a normal e-commerce that basically ship within a week, for the most part, assuming that we're in stock. Um, and so people are like, oh, wow, the dress came so quickly. Like, I didn't have to like go to a showroom, get measured, and then wait eight months for a dress that I can't mm -hmm. return. Um, so, you know, they, they might not have realized that they wanted the dress quickly, but everyone is pleasantly surprised by that experience. Like, okay, that makes perfect sense. That was great. Right. Um, yeah. So we love to sort of surprise and delight our customers in that way. That's amazing. I love that. Well, um, something else I really want to discuss, given the current pandemic, weddings. I mean, the deal is it's so many people that I've heard from, you know, listeners. I actually last week, you know, we'd mentioned before I had reached out asking for feedback and just responses and stories on women having their weddings and planning their weddings right now and how difficult it is given, you know, we can't have large gatherings. So from the responses I heard, a lot of people are tending to postpone cancel or some are having weddings they're having small gatherings which is great um you know to be able to still have those moments but for you guys as a company who you know you work in the bridal department how has it been on your end yeah covid was really interesting mom do you want to take this one <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so yeah there's like kind of two facets of this whole covid thing for us I think one side is on the business side, and the second side is what's happening with our community of customers and brides. Mm -hmm. um, on the business side, like like you said, Catherine, the majority of people are just postponing their weddings. And I really feel for them because it's like they postpone it and then they have to postpone it again in some cases. Right, yeah. But you know, if you think about it, like women have been waiting for their entire life for the dream wedding and they want to have it still, right? So mm -hmm. pandemic or not, like they're willing to wait another season, another year to still have all of their important guests at this wedding. Um, so that's what we're generally seeing. And so for us, um, you know, we're just going to sort of wait until they're ready to convert and to buy their bridesmaid dresses and we'll be here waiting for them. And we're using the time productively as a company to like build out our team and to improve things internally um, and, and just kind of wait it out. So it's really not been like devastating for an events driven business the way that some people on the outside might think. Um, the wedding business is resilient, right? Um, mm -hmm. I will say on the the flip side for our customers, like unprecedented levels of stress for this poor group of women that are stuck in this limbo. I mean, Grace can talk more to it because she's on the front lines with our customers every day. 
Yeah, yeah. I'll say a lot of a lot of rides um, are postponing and for 2021, but a lot of brides are actually pivoting their wedding plans and having just a smaller, what we call a micro wedding, which is less than 50 guests, but you have all the same design details of a wedding, whether it's a giant wedding dress or a beautiful cake, a full bridal party. A lot of people are still opting to do that. They're like rain or shine, COVID or not, we're having our party uh, within like the guidelines of, of the state. Sure. Um, and so I feel like, you know, we connect with our customers often getting their feedback on how COVID is sort of impacting their plans. And right now we're seeing about a 50, 50 split. I will say, you know, we ask people for your response, like, how are you feeling? And so many brides are so stressed out or, you know, this is such supposed to be such a magical time for them to like plan their wedding, try on their dresses and re really connect with their bridal party. And a lot of people can't do that right now. And that's been really heartbreaking for us. Um, from a social perspective, it's been really exciting to see our brides kind of come together and lean on each other, especially at the start of COVID. It was like, there were no resources. There was nowhere to go to kind of understand like exactly. what's going on with weddings. And so, you know, anytime we would do a COVID related social post, for example, like thousands of brides would come together and like encourage each other. And it was a really beautiful thing to see, but yeah, it's for sure been a really interesting time mm -hmm. in weddings. I think whenever I talk about the pandemic on the episodes, Everything, it, it comes back to the fact that there's no protocol for what's going on right now. And when it comes to planning, it makes it impossible because there's also no end date. I mean, I guess as of this week, we're getting va possible vaccine dates, but it, it's really crazy as to when this will all end and life will fully return back to normal. So I can only imagine people who are planning their weddings right now, what that must be like. And like yeah. you, you brought up Grace at the beginning of this back in March, April, my gosh, no one knew what to do. There was no guarantee when places were going to be reopening. And I, I know so many couples that have had to cancel their weddings, their, um, oh, their trips. I, I know a bunch of people who had their honeymoons booked for Italy and countries that, well, you know, we can't get into Europe at the moment. <laughs> so that was definitely just an offset. Um, it, it's been really, really crazy. So I was just so interested and intrigued to hear how it's been being dealt with on your end with your customers and your community. But it, I guess one thing that is really positive, and I don't have the facts to this because I feel like it's still early on yet, but there's been so many proposals <laughs> during yeah. during this yeah. pandemic. I engaged during COVID. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Congratulations! That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> That's it's actually amazing. a funny story to that. Um, my now fiance was supposed to. He was planning to propose back in March, but his the ring got stuck. I, I had no idea, but mm -hmm. long story short, the ring got stuck at the jeweler who was closed because of COVID and couldn't have access <laughs> to it for another like two or three months. And so, yeah. Oh, yeah, we were all waiting with bated breath. I had picked the ring and was kind of coaching from the sidelines and it was about to go down. We're all so excited. And then COVID happened. I was like, no! <laughs> I know. Well, that's yeah. so exciting. Mark did a great job, by the way. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. And I, that makes me even so curious to ask. I mean, do you even, have you been envisioning bridesmaids' dresses, your colors, styles? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm really yeah. curious. 
Yeah, I mean, I, so obviously Mon is my maid of honor and I told her, <laughs> I think we're going to do slate blue, which is a new color Ooh. that we recently launched. And my fiance really, he doesn't, he's not a fashion person, but he like really likes the slate blue. So I was like, okay, we're going to go with that color. And as for style, as I would instruct our customers, I'm like, Mon, just pick out whatever dress you want in the color that I want. So <laughs> yeah. And it's a good thing that we have a lot of maternity friendly options because as it were, I'm super pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Wow. I did not realize so many life moments were happening. For I know. Both of you. It has been weird. <laughs> like all these things happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I've said that from the beginning um, with the COVID-19 as crazy sad as it is overall there there has been so many joyous moments to celebrate with individuals at the moment um, and that's great to hear that both of you are jumping on these both exciting chapters of your lives I love that Thank you. <laughs> so um, with that said given you know the current situation we're in and sort of moving forward from it are there any projects you're both working on with Birdie Gray you know Grace you had mentioned you've really been talking to your community of customers and sort of hearing their thoughts and perspectives of everything that's going on. Um, do you have any ideas moving forward, any projects you're going to be working on? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of exciting things going on. I'd say just another note about COVID, we are launching a COVID resource center for our brides on our site where they can come and learn about all of our brand policies, our return policies during COVID, all of that, and also use it as a resource for planning your wedding during COVID. Um, we rounded up like the best of the best articles um, that we can find on, you know, planning a wedding amid a pandemic. And uh -huh. so we really want it to be a resource center for brides. And so that should be going live any day now, um, hopefully by the time this episode airs. Um, from a, a business perspective, we have started testing into new really fun categories uh, for bachelorette party and bridal showers. So if awesome. you go on the site right now, you'll see brand new robes, um, masks. Uh, we have party supplies for your virtual bachelorette party or your social distance bachelorette party. Mm -hmm. um, and we have a ton of gifts. And so we're starting to build up um, those collections and test uh, to see which products and which product categories resonate with our customers. So that's been really exciting for us. Yeah, we call it the fun stuff. Not that dresses aren't fun, but it's like truly like the more party related stuff. Right. I mean, if you think about it, like if you're the maid of honor and you're planning your friend's bachelorette party, you have to like cobble together all this stuff from like Amazon and from Etsy and from wherever else. And then maybe you have to like DIY some of it. And then you have to like get all the other girls involved and ship it. And like, that's kind of a pain, all of that, right? Like who has time for that? So exactly. we're trying to apply the same kind of birdie philosophy, right? Where we do all of the hard work and get you something that's like awesome and fun and modern and, you know, very on trend, um, but uh, at a really delightful price point so that you don't have to shop around. Yeah, I love seeing companies sort of getting creative given the current situation and dipping their toes into like virtual projects. I love that you're yeah. you know, doing the things for virtual bachelorette parties and doing little favors like that. That's great. It's just, it's yeah. really interesting and it is, it's exciting times in a way to see this new creativity and what people are doing with uh, the extra time on their hands as companies. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. 
Well, we like to ask our guests at the end of every episode, what's a piece of advice that's really helped you handle your lives? And with you two, both of your amazing careers and journeys as co-founders of Birdie Gray, has there been a piece of advice that's helped you handle your lives on this journey? Um, For me, there's a couple. So Mm -hmm. when I first was thinking about Birdie Gray, um, I hit up all of my friends for advice. And one friend told me, I was like, what do I, do I, do I start out as a C-Corp or an LLC? Like all these big questions when you're starting to, to think about starting a company. Sure. And he was like, whoa, chill out. Like take the path of least resistant, keep it least resistance, keep it super simple and then build from there. And so I'd say anyone who's looking to start their own company, I'd say, keep it simple, stay really focused on your core product and what you're trying to accomplish and then take it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only way that you can really take on each battle is just to keep it really focused and simple when you're start, first starting out. Yeah, that's great advice. I love, I think that just is yeah. with life, you know, if you're working on a project, start small and build your way up, become, re- start small and become really good at it and then build yeah. from there. And prove out your concept before you like start raising money and doing all these things or thinking about an exit strategy, like Prove out your concept totally, yeah. and then take it from there. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, I would say something that I guess has helped sort of keep me sane is that um, we are going to make mistakes, period, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, if you are a perfectionist to begin with, then it's, it could be really brutal. But in the startup world, like that just has to go out the door. Like there's no such thing as, as somebody who just nails it the first time. So as we fumble through and make mistakes across different facets of the business, um, I just try to remind myself that every time we do that, we're learning, right? And so we're getting stronger. Like I was never an expert in hiring. I was never an expert in warehouse, but like with every single really painful lesson learned, we're getting better and better. And so that makes me feel like all of the the suffering is worth it and -hmm. that we're gonna do better next year. So that's just one thing. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely learn from your mistakes. Um, especially like the harder they are, the bigger the mistake is like, you know, you're never going to make it again and you're just stronger from it. Mm-hmm. I totally feel that. Cause I, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist in some ways. Um, you know, when I'm doing a project, I really want to accomplish everything right into the best of my ability. But I think as women, especially as women, we're really hard on ourselves when we mess totally. up. We're so hard on ourselves. And I think it's, like you said, Monica, just accepting the fact that, okay, it was a mistake and something to learn from. Um, that's been my whole thing with the podcast. I'm a one woman show. I'm so new to it. I don't have any really background in podcasting. And it was just something that I really enjoyed. And I thought, all right, let's run with this idea and just, again, learn along the way. Um, it's been something really helping me. Yeah, I think you should give yourself a pat on the back for having the courage to go into the unknown and mm-hmm. then sort of the, the grace to understand that you're going to make mistakes as yeah. you're forging this path, right? And then you'll figure it out. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> well, ladies, it was absolutely amazing um, chatting with you about Birdie Gray. Before you go, where can people find you? Um, I know you have a website, you're on social. Um, if you want to just tell listeners where they can find you. 
Yeah, so all of our dresses are available exclusively online at birdiegray.com. That's B-R-D-Y-G-R-E-Y.com. <laughs> um, and we're very, very active on social media. So you can find us on Instagram at Birdie Gray um, and also Facebook, Pinterest, and now TikTok. <laughs> um, <laughs> Love it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're probably most active on, on Instagram. We do a lot of sneak peeks behind the scenes. We do a lot of Instagram polls to get feedback on new designs. And so if you want um, to see real wedding photos or be a part of our PD process, then follow us on Instagram. Great. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, a lot of people, at least from me, my perspective, a lot of people are getting engaged right now, which is so exciting. So hopefully a lot of weddings to plan. And I hope listeners can check out your site and Birdie Gray and learn more and hopefully find some dresses. (laughs) Definitely. They can sign up also on our website to our mailing list because Grace spends a lot of time putting together like really beautiful weekly emails that have lots of really interesting content as well as like news from Birdie. So even if you're like not currently shopping for a bridesmaid dress right now, you probably will be at some point. So get on our mailing list because it's really fun um, and useful. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you both again, Grace. Congratulations on your engagement and Monica on your pregnancy. So exciting for both of you. (laughs) All right, guys. I hope you all enjoyed hearing from Grace and Monica. If you're planning a wedding right now, especially during these crazy times we're in, I highly suggest you check out Birdie Gray. Not only do they offer a variety of dresses at an affordable price point, but their diverse styles and colors make it so easy to find something that will complement your whole bridal party. So thank you to Grace and Monica so much for coming on, and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at handlingitpodcast. And feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. But until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.